Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hi, welcome to your Hollywood Crime Scene mini episode. Hi. Hey. What's up? We just ate a lot of cheesecake. That was really good. We'll talk about it maybe uh, in our what we ate segment. Yeah, we'll talk about it in like 30 minutes. Okay, um, so we have a lot of stories to get to today. The first story is we have a few updates on the Lori Vallow, who we all, we all love this story, I'm pretty sure. So there's a few things about her, and guess what? They're fucking crazy. So the first news story is that cult mom, that's what people are calling her now. It's so Nancy Grace. They're calling her cult mom. Cult mom. Like, remember Casey Anthony was tot mom? Hot mom? No, tot Tot mom. Tot mom. Tot mom. That is such a. Well, and hot mom, according to some. Tot mom, that's such a bad nickname. Because it was irritating. Because there's a lot of moms of toddlers. Yeah, no, it was not one of Nancy Grace's best. Well, cult mom, which is also very uncreative, Lori Vallow bought her own wedding ring, a 35. $0.99 $0.99 sterling silver band from Amazon. Wait, $35.99? Okay, that's so cheap. Sterling, sterling silver, silver. Desi, it's not gold. <laughs> Is sterling silver that cheap too? Yeah, you can get... Uh, Look, you, I don't buy jewelry, so I don't know. I would think it'd be at least like 80 <laughs> No, you can get relatively inexpensive. So she bought, okay. so she so bought, she bought a $35 sterling ring on Amazon, Amazon 17 days before her husband-to-be, Chad Daybell's first wife, Tammy, died under mysterious circumstances. Now, uh, so the East Idaho News obtained a receipt for the ring that Lori reportedly bought from Amazon on October 2nd. She was later seen wearing the same ring, a size four sterling silver Southwestern style Malachite gemstone in photos that the couple had um, posted on their wedding on Kauai beach. By the way, they're like, have you seen this wedding photo? They're both wearing white and purple lays and he's playing a ukulele. Insufferable. Just the worst wedding photos I've ever seen. So this is the, uh, yeah. So basically I guess their insinuation is that they knew this was going to happen and that's why the wife mysteriously died. Like this wedding was pre-planned. So not only did her husband mysteriously disappear, but her new husband's wife mysteriously died. Right. Now the other thing is this account was in the name of Lori's estranged husband who was shot dead by her brother, uh, There's too many deaths happening right. here. So she's buying this shit with, under her husband's account. Now, the other story about... Wait, so she bought the ring with her hus- ex, her, dis- her disappeared ex-husband's credit card. Yeah, like That's it was their saying. family account or whatever their under Amazon his name. Account. So she bought this wedding ring under her husband's account. That's so he probably... Rude. It's pretty rude. So another story that broke this week about Lori Vallow 
is that her niece, who is named Melanie Boudreau, is in the middle of like um, a child custody case that's pretty messy with her ex-husband, Brandon. And in a filing obtained by ABC 15 in Idaho, Brandon Boudreau claimed that this woman, um, his ex-wife, said that Vallow and her new husband, Chad Daybell, told her that seven-year-old JJ and 17-year-old Tylee had become possessed and had become zombies. So those are her children that are still missing. Yes. Now, she also reportedly told her ex-husband that... Uh, who, who is she? In the this? niece, We're Melanie. We're talking about Lori Vallow's niece. Lori Vallow's niece and her ex-husband. Okay. So this is coming out in their child custody case, that they had been possessed by a demon or another dark entity, uh, and that she was in that she was urged into action in order for his spirit to progress and for, for the Lord's plan to continue. That's about JJ. So, yeah. I mean, this is just crazy. That's in a custody hearing? Yes. So I guess he's trying to like use this against his uh, ex-wife, that she's part of this crazy family or something. So, yeah, I mean, this this case keeps getting wilder and wilder. And I do feel like that's kind of scary if you're concerned about the safety of the children, which we all are, that she would think that they're zombies just sounds kind of frightening. Yeah, because who knows what she could have justified doing to them. Yeah. If that's what she believes. So we have some coronavirus news, not as much as last week, because we do have a big section coming up on our our big story, but there was a few things. Um, There's a follow-up to the Evangeline Lilly story. We talked about her last week. She was not uh, social distancing. Well, she's come out and issued an apology after that backlash happened. She took to Instagram once again to apologize. She said, I am writing to you from my home where I have been social distancing since March 18th when it uh, was instituted in the small community where I live. Uh, She basically goes on to say all the things she's doing. We're washing our hands regularly. We're doing this. We're listening to all the directions. Please know I am doing my part to flatten the curve, practicing social distancing and staying home with my family. So she basically apologizes um, and realizes that it was insensitive and all of that uh, and said that she realizes that she came off dismissive, arrogant in her in her first message that we talked about last week. So that's good. That sounds like a pretty good apology. Right. I like it when someone admits that they're arrogant, especially. Yeah, that's hot. I love it. So we have a few... <laughs> Kentucky uh, stories about coronavirus that I have to mention because they're very batshit. And these are celebrity related because one of our friends of the pod, James Fritz, he's from Kentucky and he is our celebrity. He's our star. (laughs) We love him. We know he's listening right now. So these are, these are dedicated to James. Okay, James. So the first one was that um, a group of young adults in Kentucky had a coronavirus party. Did you hear about this story? I did. So I guess it's along the lines of like a chicken pox party. Like See, they they think that that's <laughs> they the, think that's that. the logic they're using, but it is very different. This is right. not the same thing. They also were kind of thinking that they're young, they're invincible. Um, so it's younger people doing. Yes, this. it's young people doing it. It's not like senior citizens getting together and partying. Obviously, this is a very stupid idea. We've seen this 
in, in, in like Florida too, we talked a bit about the spring breakers, I think last week. Yeah. Uh, but some of those people are now, they have, they have tested positive for coronavirus. Uh, so, and I think that the, one of the main guys in those videos has now apologized because he's tested positive. I mean, it's funny what a positive diagnosis that really seems to get people their arrogance down a, a, like a notch for sure. I mean, look, guys, it's <laughs> it's not just that you might get it. Like you're, it's not like oh, I'm young, and if I get it, it'll just be like the flu. Like you know, a you could pass it on to people, right? Who are immunocompromised and won't survive it, and B. Uh, there are plenty of reports coming out now that younger people have gotten this and died. Yeah. Please It's be just safe. not a good idea. Please Even if you don't safe. die from it, you don't want to be typhoid Mary running around town infecting fucking people left and right. Yeah, just stay home. Now, this guy, I saw this tweet a few days ago. This is a mayor from Walton, Kentucky. And I have to say, I want to bang this mayor. Like he he posted on he posted a Facebook post to his constituents in Boone County. It's like a neighborhood group, kind of like a next door thing on Facebook. He starts it off saying, listen up dipshits. (laughs) (laughs) He goes off. He's like, I might not have the best bedside manner right now, but, uh, He's like, I don't care. You need to realize this is a serious ordeal. In fact, it's a big fucking deal. Stay at home. So he goes on to like give them information. He's like, I'm not trying to do this to give you a panic attack. Like he, Gives all this information. He's like, take it seriously. Da da da. Be responsible. And if you don't, then screw you. Warmest regards, Mayor Gabe Brown. I love that he ends it with warmest regards. Yes, that's like a that's a fucking hot move. Now he got shit for this post, okay. obviously. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he did. And he posted another post, Rachel, apologizing. He said in the Boone County neighborhood group. It has been brought to my attention that I may have, in fact, lost my shit. For that, I apologize. I probably could have handled all your comments with a little more tact and professionalism. Then again, some of you got told what you should have. Washed your hands, you filthy animals. (laughs) That's a hot message. Dude, I love this mayor. And I just want everyone, before they at reply us, we are taking this story completely out of context. We don't know or give a shit about what this guy's politics are. We are solely, I have no idea. We are solely basing <laughs> him being hot on this one statement. So right. Please. So, and the other thing that's hot about him is his Facebook profile pic is him in a bear costume with his Jesus. head out of it. <laughs> and he's like, just like in a bear costume with his head. So he kind of looks like Midsummer, I guess, like that bear yeah. with just his head coming out. So the whole thing all this together, fucks. it's amazing. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. 
So this is our last Kentucky Corona story. It's not really much of a story, but a lot of people are praising the Kentucky governor, Andy Bashir, for doing like a good job. He's kind of like the Andrew Cuomo. He's like very science oriented and he's taking everything very seriously. And he's kind of became like a meme, like a daddy meme. What? Yeah. So he's like a political daddy and someone in our Facebook Facebook group <laughs> requested that I say on air, govern me, daddy. <laughs> Because that's the meme. Christ. Everyone wants him to, to govern them. Like, Ugh. people are so horny for politicians. I, I don't sorry. get it. I can't get on board with being horny for politicians. <laughs> I just can't. I can't do it. Even the most horny or hottest politicians, even, I just can't. Even the hot ones, no. Yeah. So I have one more, oh no, two more little stories before we get to our big section. This was something that was brought up in our uh, Facebook group. Jenny Jones now has a whole cooking YouTube channel. Did you see this? Uh, Yeah, and I feel like I stumbled across that or maybe even brought it up when we did our Jenny Jones episode. Oh, really? She's been doing it for a while? Yeah, she's been doing it for a while, but I haven't checked out her YouTube channel, so I'm absolutely going to do that, and I will be reviewing her cooking series on our YouTube channel and some of her recipes on a upcoming bonus episode okay, cool. on our Patreon. So look out for that. So it's called Jenny Can Cook. If you want to check it out, she has a website and I guess a YouTube channel. Uh, on this blog, she says, this is my passion, cooking, baking, and keeping it simple. No ads, no paid endorsements. It's just me sharing my recipes with the world. I'm looking at some of her recipes. They look pretty good. Nothing like super out of the ordinary, but good basic kind of stuff. So yeah, check that out. And the other story that might interest everyone is um, right now you can take a free virtual tour of the Winchester Mystery House uh, online. Like, I want to do that. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know what the Winchester Mystery House is, it's in San Jose, California, and it used to be Sarah Winchester's actual house uh, in the late 1800s, early 1900s, right. uh, a long time ago, like 100 years ago. Uh, we actually did a hour-long Patreon episode on the Winchester Mystery House. Yeah. This is not an ad for our Patreon, this section. But, yeah, we did a But huge... if you do want to hear us do a deep dive on the Winchester Mystery House... You can uh, check it out there. You can check it out there. Now, this is a narrated tour that's about 40 minutes long. So it's like a pretty nice tour, I think. I'm definitely going to do it. It uh, gives you insight into the property and to the woman who built it, Sarah Winchester. It's a wild story and the property looks cool. I've never been there, so I'm definitely doing this tour. We should do it and talk about it on a bonus episode for Patreon or something. Yeah. That would be fun. So yeah, that's my last story before we get into our big story. Okay, guys. Buckle up. Buckle up. The big story of this week is the documentary series Tiger King on Netflix. People are talking about it in our Facebook group. People are talking about it on Twitter. I mean, everyone's talking about this documentary. We're all fucking quarantined watching Tiger King. It couldn't have come out at a better time. And I would like to say, too, first off, this is Netflix's best docuseries since Wild Wild Country. It's so good. From the first second I turned it on, I was almost in a state of ecstasy because I knew right away this is everything I've ever dreamed of in any type of TV series. Like, 
I love it. I love, love, love it. This, the documentary centers around a guy named Joe Exotic, who is a very eccentric man who I first heard about. He had a podcast on like Wondery, I think. Yeah, but I first heard about him from the last podcast, Boys. Oh, when because did they do it? They just always talked about him okay. on their side stories, which is like their oh, right, right. weekly recap episode. So uh, that's where I first heard about this guy. But I also feel like that when they did the episode about him like running for president, I feel like I remembered him being on the ballot in 2016 and being like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot to talk about here. So let's just go through like what were some of your favorite moments like do you want to go <laughs> I don't even know where to begin in a way here's the thing about Tiger King Desi every every moment that passes as you're watching this docuseries is like you're more and more blown away just at the sheer insanity of like this cast of characters it is like just chock full of ridiculousness right and like each person is more demented than the last. Like, I, I, it's like a fucking, it's like a John Waters movie. Like, I mean, it's like insane. Yeah. This story. Well, if you don't know anything about this documentary or Joe Exotic, um, he is a very wild guy. <laughs> he ran a um, exotic animal park, like a basically a big cat zoo called the Greater Winwood Exotic Animal Park, which was in Oklahoma. This guy is is quite a character to say the least. He he looks like someone I should be related to, but I'm not unfortunately. He is a gay man who marries two supposedly straight guys. Like <laughs> okay, that's my first point. Okay. Not only does Joe Exotic get a lot of dick, he gets hot dick. Dude, What's the guy? Um, his name is Stephen Travis. Travis is hot. Travis is so was dude. Rest in well, peace. yes. Rest well, we don't give anything away. <laughs> okay, look. If you haven't seen Tiger King already, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah, you should have. You should have not listened already. No, Travis is fucking hot. He's yeah. like six foot six, really cute, boyish. Like I could good not looks. believe how attractive that man was, and he's a skateboarder, so you know he's going to ruin your life. Yeah, I I thought that very attractive. Think. Also, man. I love Joe's. Um, the way he decides if someone is gay when he's in the truck and he's like, when you're watching porn, do you like to see a guy with a small dick or a big dick? And Travis is like a big dick. He's like, oh, you're not as straight as you, you think. That like, is... I was like, that's his marker. Like, Right. Truly wild. And then his other husband... This guy, I felt bad for this guy. Although I do have good news about him. He got all of his uh, teeth fixed. He's hot. Even without the teeth, he's hot. He's got like a great body. Like yeah. I'm not even into that, but it's like a natural muscle body. He's cute too. Like he got two fucking hot husbands. He's got like a hot felon body. Yeah, absolutely. I know and exactly. You know we're into That's that. like my swimmer you know- body. <laughs> <laughs> I like someone who's like was in jail lifting like cans of beans for eight years or something. Yeah, he's hot. He's hot I don't too. I don't care that he doesn't have teeth. He's and hot. they're like their wedding was Dude. quite a sight. Like I wish this is like the one thing that's bad about living in like LA or I'm from New York originally. Like I don't have these small town like the small town crazy people are wilder than anything in big cities. <laughs> Do you know right. what I'm saying? Like the eccentrics from small towns. 
We just don't even have them. No, they're, because because everyone's trying too hard. Everyone like feels like they're in on the joke of their own eccentricity here. Yeah, in, like, and it's Los kind of Angeles. like accepted too. So it's almost boring at some point when people are wild. It's like okay, who cares? I feel like the last eccentrics in LA just like you don't see them anymore. Like one of them was um, the Silver Lake Walker. Oh yeah, remember him? Yeah, yeah. Rest in peace. The other one was the. Robertson Boulevard rollerblader. Right. Where is he? I don't know. Now, we've talked about this a little bit. Joe has like um, an arch rival. The nemesis of his life is a woman named Carol Baskin. She's a big cat rescuer. So these two are completely at odds because he's doing everything she fucking hates. He's breeding uh, baby cubs. He has them just in captivity to her uh, in and of itself is awful. There's also like a little bit of like a classist, like a classism sort of like like a undertone to the to their whole rivalry. Like she has like millions and millions of dollars and he's like, I'm a redneck. Yes. Like I'm like white trash right you know? but she's equally look she's trashy in her own way dude her closet first of all she only wears animal prints but nothing good like <laughs> it's yeah. like it's kind of like uh i want to say it's like animal prints but she has a her fashion sense is definitely has a vibe of like a crystal like a new age kind of vibe to it as well well she also wears like flower crowns too yeah it's very like flowy kind of new age animal prints. And look, I am a really big supporter of wearing animal prints. Like I famously, me too. I, I love famously them. wear a lot of leopard. Like I've always worn a lot of leopard. Me too. Leopard is a neutral. Yes. I wear, I like leopard too. I'm wearing, oh, I was wearing leopard, but I took it No, off, I but. like animal prints, but I don't wear exclusively animal prints. And Joe is like, He's like a redneck. He doesn't... But he has... Okay, somebody tweeted, and this is like the perfect description of Joe Exotic. They were like... I forget who did it. It it was like a small account tweeted. They were like, really, like, Joe Exotic is like just one degree removed from John Galliano. Oh. And like, look up a picture of John Galliano right now if you don't know what he looks like. That is an absolutely true statement. I saw someone take like 10 pictures of Joe Exotic and put the Gucci... Like logo, what they have on their fashion ad, high fashion ads. Yeah. And it looks exactly like a Gucci ad. Like, <laughs> he's got, the man has style. Look, their style that because he's trash, and I say that with affection because that's what I am, it's like, ew, gross. But like you're saying, if John Galliano or Versace put out a line that looked like this, everyone would be like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, just his, like, fringed leather jackets alone. Yeah. Uh, the thing that I particularly love and I'm embarrassed to have, like, Googled further after watching this is Joe Exotic's music career. Okay. I'm obsessed with this. I love the songs because his music, like, there are clips of his music videos because he's also a musician, apparently, there are clips of his music videos in this docuseries. That is absolutely not him singing, right? Here's what I heard, that it's him singing, but he didn't write any of the sh- the shows. But I think the he shows? is singing. I songs. mean, the songs, I'm sorry. I think he is singing. Well, his singing voice sounds very <laughs> different from his talking voice. <laughs> well, maybe it's not him. That would be really weird, though, because he's really into it. <laughs> I love his songs. I mean, they're just as good as any other 
songs of that style, right? Like, look, I, but it's him singing <laughs> it. The one here, Kitty Kitty. Here, Kitty Kitty is the best. Fucking incredible. That should. That's like a great song title. <laughs> The other thing I'm obsessed with and I tried to research further was the fact that in his like store or whatever of his uh, zoo, he sells a skincare line. Did you oh, see the yeah. skincare line? I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, I need to know, like, because I love skincare. Who is that for? Who is that for? Who's going to a wild animal zoo and buying skincare, a skincare line. Who's like, I might as well pick up some vitamin C serum here. Yeah, and from Joe Exotic. Right. But that was literally, I was like, I want that skincare. Also, he does not have good skin. <laughs> no, he doesn't Why have good skin Why am I buying at all? a skincare line? And his hair is, is awful too. But I think someone posted like pictures of the... Um, Three, the three guys, like the husbands uh, yeah. together. And someone was like, this is what every man will look like, like after quarantine, after cutting their hair <laughs> for a month and a half or whatever. And I was like, yep. Okay. Let's talk about some of the other characters. Okay. Because this, it, it, while it centers around Joe Exotic, it's also like... Like I said before, like usually in a docuseries, there's like one or two wild characters that everyone latches onto and sort of becomes the focus for everybody. Right. This, every single character in Every this, character is good. Every character was incredible in this. Not right. to say that they're good people, but they're fascinating. So the other, I would say, of the main three is a man named Doc Antle. And he is a, he also owns like um, a big cat zoo, I think in like, was it? It was Florida. North, it was Florida? Or was it, no, Myrtle I Beach. I think, yeah, it was, it was Myrtle Beach. Uh, he, someone described him to me, or I saw a tweet today where someone was like, he is the role that Philip Seymour Hoffman was made to to play. I <laughs> and saw it's that like, too. I couldn't, I was like, yes, he looks like that type of character. He has a massively long white ponytail <laughs> that I literally fantasize about cutting off. Like Joe Exotic is clearly supposed to be the villain, but to me, Doc Antle Absolutely. is the evil fucking villain. Absolutely. He, I, he's like, he's like the corporate overlord who like closes the skate park in like an eighties movie. Like he's that type of character, but like also the evil practices jujitsu in his dojo. And he's also a cult leader. Like he sucks. Dude, that I was so upset. I think it was like episode three with, with one of the members of his cult who he forced to get breast implants. Yeah. Dude, this guy is disgusting. He has basically, he's polyamorous. Like everyone in this documentary is poly. Except for Carol. <laughs> Poor Carol. <laughs> she gets like one simp husband at a time. <laughs> <laughs> Carol is the dominant in all of her relationships. Yeah. And the relationship between Joe and Carol is like a perfect, it's a perfect like superhero, villain, hero, anti-hero, whatever, like, thing like I will watch I would read a hundred comics of this this relationship because they're such like enemies and they're so petty about the things they do to each other look for someone like me who is so petty this is a petty vendetta person's dream this is like the stupidest shit you've ever like seen taken to an 11 there's this when Joe Exotic posted on Facebook a picture of that like slimy blobfish and he was like this uh, look I found a picture of Carol's <laughs> pussy or whatever I was like I cannot believe like he came up with that like he is just an insanely like I feel guilty I know I'm not supposed to support this person <laughs> I know I'm not supposed to support 
these wild animal parks, like all of it I get, but I just can't help. But like, I just grew up liking these type of wild trashy characters. Like, and I get what he's doing is wrong. Believe me, don't at me. I get the animal thing and breeding is bad. He does a lot of shitty things in this documentary. Like you'll see his behavior is not great, but everyone's kind of awful. So, uh, I mean, a lot of shit goes down in the final episodes that are just wild. I don't know if I want to give everything away. There's just things you won't believe you're seeing on camera. Uh, I think we were talking about this a little earlier, that things happen while the documentary is being made. It's it's a documentary that has is like five years in the making. Right. Like it starts like five years prior to the whatever present yeah. day. Yeah. So it, a lot unfolds and it, you think it's about one thing and it's about so much more. It's yeah. like such a rich story full of like so much insane drama that you can't even fucking believe. Yeah. It's it gets like, better and better as it goes on too. Now, uh, there is going to be like a story came out today. I think that there's going to be like, um, a live action, like limited, dramatic series based on this. Yeah. And Kate McKinnon is going to play Carol Baskin. That's what I I heard. Can I just briefly talk about like some underrated characters in Joe Exotic? Okay. So an underrated character that I want to mention is the guy who is on the jet ski. (laughs) (laughs) Like in like the last or second to last episode. Yes. Where while Eye of the Tiger is playing. Dude. That guy's an underrated weird character. I also love the motorcycle guy. Who they introduced, he's like a former exotic cat owner. I took a still. Wait, wait, which <laughs> what, which one is this? He is a former exotic cat owner. And then they have a picture. They have like a segment of him um, riding his motorcycle. Oh, yeah. With I'm the, wait, 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 the guy. Oh, I love him. I fucking love him. I took a screen grab of him. His name is Dennis Hill. And his like subtitle is former exotic animal owner. Yeah. And it's over him riding his bicycle and his mustache is literally like flowing in the wind. That's how long it is. And he has long silver hair as where every guy in this movie or in this documentary has long hair pretty much. (laughs) Except for Carol's husbands, but they're all like kind of dorks. Carol sucks. That's the problem. I think I recognize Joe is doing bad things, but Carol also sucks. And she possibly killed her first okay. husband. <laughs> so okay. I'm just saying. Uh, also, just the fact that every time they brought up her husband and the accusations that she fed her husband, her ex-husband, I guess, to tigers, she would like start laughing hysterically about it. Yeah. Which I get. because I kind of like get because I laugh nervously. It's like a, <laughs> yeah, you do. But it's like such a salacious rumor that she's like laughing about it. But still, it's like... I don't know. Look, Carol. I have so many Tiger King photos on my phone. Like, it's insane. <laughs> Another one, and I tweeted about this, was this one guy's decor in his house. And he wasn't even, like, on its face a weird character. Like, I think he was, like, one of the cops or something. But, like, look at the decor. Look at the fucking port. This guy has porcelain masks on his wall. And oh, yeah. that is, like... <laughs> I'm aware of this guy's decor. <laughs> 
this is like the normal guy yeah. who literally has like masks on his wall, like one of the coffee tables where it's glass, but then the base is like an elephant it's a t- made of ivory, ivory it's like or a something. Lion. <laughs> like, and then there's a monkey butler waiter. Look, when you go to like a desert town and they have like a novelty furniture store, this like guy this guy, the whole store. this guy bought everything. Like I wouldn't be surprised if he had, like he has like a wine rack that's like a bear, like yeah. <laughs> and the wines like going the <laughs> like everything he has is from a novelty like tourist like, town and this is like one of the normal guys and the- yeah he's the most normal guy and he literally has joker like masks on his wall <laughs> with ribbons hanging down <laughs> you have to watch this i mean we can't say enough good stuff about it it's, it, it's detail packed you won't be I, bored for a second i feel like i have to watch it again just because i feel like i even though I was riveted the whole time, I feel like I had to have missed so many things because it's so jam-packed. It's like a really good comedy set where you, you're like, oh, I missed something when I was laughing. I have to go back and re-listen because I probably right. missed a ton of shit when I... Or like a good comedy movie. You're laughing so much, you probably miss things. Uh, so yeah, we highly recommend this. Please go watch it at, at Reply Us about how much you love it. Uh, we could talk about it on Facebook, I guess, now too. Um, yeah. Did you have anything else? I mean, there's so much, maybe we can make a top 10 list of our favorite moments next week when we have more time and have digested it a bit more because I keep thinking of other things, but you yeah, should watch yeah. it. I mean, we're going to have to have like a Tiger King comment of the week now Yeah, because I know there's going to be like 50 more things I wanted to talk about with right. you. We should make a more detailed list yeah, so we, we have it ready to go. You we know what? We just wanted up. to, we wanted to talk about it. So we talked about it. That was like pretty much my recommendation as well. Like that's what I watched this week. Did you watch anything else? I watched The Invisible Man. Oh, I want to watch that. It was good. And what else did I watch? Nothing. Better Call Saul. Still amazing. Watch it every week. I'm so happy it's back. I did start watching Westworld and I couldn't get into it. Come on, Des. (laughs) Come on. What are you doing to me? What are you doing to me? But I couldn't, I stopped watching it last season. So I tried, I could have just not been in the right mood. Uh, But other people I know also stopped watching it. Someone even said that they stopped watching it after the first five minutes of season one. Season one? I mean, season whatever this is, three. Three? Yeah. I just like I'm such a Westworld stan. I'm so excited about it every week. Yeah. That's how I felt season one. So maybe I'll try again. Um, Oh, I did want to like thank, a few of our listeners who sent us like care packages and gifts. Yeah. Uh, I forgot to bring Rachel um, hers, but I do feel like I should get credit for bringing Rachel toilet paper. (laughs) Even though, even though I forgot the gifts that I've been, I meant to bring last a few days ago and I I just keep forgetting. Toilet paper is as good as gold right now. (laughs) So the first person I want to thank is April March. Uh, She is a singer and artist and like, very talented person. She sent us this package. Uh, that's insane. It's got her CDs in it. She gave us t shirt She gave us a tote bag. She gave us um, jewelry. Um, she has a book she wrote with Jack White um, that she gave us that's adorable. It's for kids. And she gave us um, these Cadbury eggs from England. She lives near Freddie Faison, who was um, Lieutenant Burr on The Wire. He has like a pie shop and he orders these Cadbury eggs every year 
uh, around Easter. <laughs> so she's like, I waited for these eggs to come in to send your package. So such a fun package to open. I, I can't wait to get all those fucking eggs. <laughs> I Debbie. didn't. I mean, I ate all mine, but I still have yours. <laughs> They're all going to be fucking gone by the time they yeah. get to my house. Uh, so yeah, I will give Rachel those and uh, she will be happy thank because it was so such a much. sweet gift pa- so like, nice package. So good. The other people we want to thank is the ladies at Ring Crush. Uh, hey guys. They sent us some jewelry. For, they hand make jewelry and sell it on Etsy. Uh, Rachel got some gorgeous opal earrings and necklace, and mine are like raw diamond, like kind of a, they almost look like an opal, but they're more white, I guess. Uh, everything is really gorgeous. And they also made us a card like uh, that has clippings on the front, like all pasted together of stories we've done. So it's like Anna Nicole Smith's picture and like all these pictures of, of celebrities from shows we've done. So sweet. It's really cute. I'm going to, I'll post a picture of it on our Instagram. Thanks girls. It was so sweet. Like just truly amazing. And we have like the most talented fans. That's ring crush at Etsy. Ring crush at Etsy. Right. Yeah. So we'll post it though on our Instagram uh, to show you guys the card. And uh, we'll post a link to their Instagram. Yeah. It's cool. So we love them. Thank you guys. They listen to us when they make this jewelry. Yay. That's so sweet. We have like talented fans. We have, our a, listeners. Lot of talented, yeah. we have mm-hmm. a lot of talented listeners. Yeah. Thanks guys. So I don't think I have anything else. That's it. Did you eat anything? We ate, we just got Trejo's tacos again. Yeah, it's, we love um, it. Yeah, we ordered tray from Trejo's Cantina, and we had some dulce de leche cheesecake, and it was delicious. Everything was good. Everything's always so good from there. We we love Trejo's. Yeah. Uh, did we eat anything else good this week? I made a, a apple raspberry crisp. Oh right. It was me and Brendan's four year anniversary, so uh, we made a crisp. I made a really good dish. I'll probably put it on my food blog, which I'm hoping to get to in the next week. Uh, it's a vinegar chicken recipe by Allison Roman from New York Times. It's Ooh. really good. It has like olive, like a vinegary olive sauce Yummy. on the roasted chicken. It was really tasty. I did I make anything else interesting? Uh, just baking and like cooking a lot of stuff because I'm bored at home oh. and I bought a 25 pound bag of flour. <laughs> Sorry, I just remembered my other recommendation. Okay, okay, I've been listening to a podcast called The History of Food. It's great. It's about the history of food. Oh. Which is <laughs> <laughs> which is something I'm very interested Me in. Me too. Obviously. So look, I've read a whole book on about how bananas started. <laughs> yeah. I mean but there's I just, like that kind of stuff. I love that kind of stuff. So, you know, I was listening about how, you know, ancient Mayans and Yeah. And even it goes the first episode is like you know, Neolithic right. peoples. Like it's, it's it like, goes back. It goes way back. Yeah, I, I love think, it. Where am I right now? I'm like in Roman times right now. Ooh, cool. I'm like Roman Empire food right now. They were gluttons. Ooh, love so it. So I'm loving hearing about what they were eating. It's great. I like it. Um, I think, I can't remember if it was last week, but I had requested some history podcasts and people gave me a lot of suggestions. I haven't gotten to all of them, but one I started listening to and I like it so far is called Behind the Bastards. And that's kind of like similar to what you, a history of food. This is like the sort of worst people throughout history. And it gives you like a 
greater context for who they were. Like if you just know maybe their worst deed, it'll give you sort of details about their whole life, like up to that point. Interesting. Which is interesting to me. It doesn't make them a better person, but it's kind of interesting to see where those people came from. So yeah, I like it so far. Um, and I will try to listen to the other history ones as well. Yeah. That's it though. So we got to our food and our, our podcast. That's it. Yeah. I mean, look, what else did we do this week? Nothing. We were working or sitting we, around. <laughs> what, yeah. What did you guys do this week? Yeah. What, sorry. What were, we any, not, were we not a productive enough for what you? What did any of us do this week? No I one mean, wrote King Lear, bitches. <laughs> I like how that's the thing we're all supposed to write. It's like, maybe I want to write the next female trouble. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to wait. That's not going to inspire or me. Or maybe I just want to sit on my fucking ass. <laughs> Seriously. Maybe I just want to sit on my ass. I do feel like the my biggest problem right now is that I am in full vacation eating and drinking mode. Same. And I was like, you're not, I need to tell myself this is not vacation because I'm eating like I am on vacation where I'm like, who cares? Pizza for breakfast. You like, know what? Yeah. And like, at, but at the same time, I'm like, yeah, who fucking cares? Yes. It's definitely a mixture of those two things. It's kind of like, I kind of feel like it's similar to like people who think the world they're going to die and they blow all their money in these extravagant ways. And then they're like, the cancer test comes back negative or something. And they're like, Oh shit, I just blew my life savings, living it up my final weeks. Like there was like some guy that happened to, which is like, great. You're not dying, but then you blew all your money, like buying hot air balloons and shit. Right. So part of me is like, we're going to all like eat like this. And then it's going to be like, okay guys, get back out. And we're going to be like, (laughs) (laughs) we'll be following around by a tuba for like four weeks while we exercise it off. Well, whatever. This is, this is a, it's uncharted waters, uncharted waters, what we're going through. Yeah. So feel free to contact us on Twitter or Facebook. There's groups there. You can chat with people who are in the same boat as you if you need an outlet, I guess. But yeah, I mean, we'll still be here churning out content. <laughs> yeah, we will, we will see you guys again on Tuesday. Just put another bonus episode up on our Patreon. So that's there. Yeah, we will continue to bring you guys content. We're very fortunate to still be here yeah. doing this. And we love our listeners. You guys are the best. And we'll see you in a few days. See you in a few days. Bye. Bye.